Um, looking at number one, um, being in the movement, I joined in 1977. Um, I was a commissioner to the General Assembly that year, and um, I was in the closet. And I had the opportunity to go to the hearings on the Task Force on Homosexuality um, and spent three days listening to the stories of people that had been abused by the Presbyterian Church. Um, there was a PGC meeting at uh, that uh, General Assembly, and there were more coming out stories. And at that point, I felt that I could no longer be silent about who I was. And so I came out to Chris Glosser and then to David Sint and got very involved in uh, PGC Chicago and worked with David for uh, nine years until his death, expanding uh, the PGC activities and PLGC um, in Chicago. And uh, we worked to put on a midwinter conference at Lincoln Park in 1985. Um, what I really treasure are the close friendships that I made with people. Um, we were small enough at that time that we, and I think probably oppressed enough that we really, really formed some very close bonds. And I think one of the joys of, of being here this uh, time is to see some of those people uh, that I knew from 30 to 35 years ago. And the friendships are still there, even if I haven't seen them in such a long time. Um, it, it was a time when we worshiped together, we worked together, we played together, uh, we shared our joys and our sorrows. Um, and it, it really bonded us uh, very closely together. Um, for me now, um, I have not been involved uh, in the last 22 years. My, my activity level um, ended in 1993, somewhat abruptly. Um, but for those years, those 16 years, um, I, was, I was very much involved. Um, went on to do other things and work for other causes. Um, so actually, I haven't been involved for quite a while. But it's, it's wonderful coming back uh, to this uh, reunion and seeing people, but also seeing the, the new people and the youth and being very energized and inspired by, by what they have to say. Um, vision for the future of the movement. Um, I think it's, it's necessary to tell the stories. I think you know the oral histories have been good, but I'm so glad that we're now recording um, what it was like because otherwise all of that's going to be lost for future generations. And I really think that there's a lot to learn from history and, and knowing what the oppression was like and what coming out was like 40 years ago and how different it was and how unaccepting the church was and to see the progress that's been made within that, that period of time, um, the ordination being approved in 2011 and marriage equality being approved this year, and yet there's still so much more work to do. Um, as someone had said today at, at the conference, uh, we've changed the polity, but we haven't changed the congregations, and that's going to take a lot of work. And we still have more you know, people coming out, and they need to be supported. Um, we still want to increase the number of more light congregations in the United States, and that takes a lot of work. Uh, there's a lot of educating that needs to be done, so certainly the task is by no means done. Um, we've sort of come through, you know, stage one of, of the first 40 years, and now we need to go on to the next 40 years 
and continue to do the work and look at some of the emerging issues. Um, I think it's great that we have acknowledged uh, bisexuality and transgender issues. Um, you know, those are, those are things that were not very um, much talked about in the early years and now that's taking a much more central role as it should um, and looking at new ways and new perspectives of, of incorporating people and including people into the larger body. Um, this gathering was important for me, again, because I haven't been involved really in the last 22 years. Um, I think that you know it's important uh, for us to um, look at who we've been, what we've done, look at our accomplishments, look at our failures, um, and then be somewhat of the, the guide post for the, for the next generation of leadership um, and definitely the youth. Um, I love their energy and their um, imagination and, and the new ways of doing things. And uh, I think there's a lot we can learn from each other in that process. So um, I'm very, very much energized by this conference. I hope there'll be more. Um, this is really great. Uh, Ray uh, took on a lot uh, to put this on, but I really think he did a great job. Very well organized and uh, hope that there'll be more like it. You said you were disconnected for a number of years. What was the thing that had you to come to this conference? Um, I think it was, a, it was just the opportunities to see the people again. Um, Keith Hirschberger was here earlier. Um, he and I were on, uh, did P PLGC things together back in the late 70s and early 80s. Um, he left in 1985 and I really sort of lost track of him. So when I found out that uh, he was going to be here, that was, that was one of the things that enticed me to come. And just again, seeing people that I had not seen in, in so many years. Uh, the bonds, the bonds were there. We were very, very close. And I think um, just the opportunity to, to reminisce a little bit and to talk about where the church has been and where it's going uh, with people that very, were very, very close to me is just a great opportunity. So I think at the beginning we didn't get your name, so could you do the, the say your name? Oh, and sure, where sure. You're, uh, where you're from. Yes, and, and okay. What you're looking for. Right, I'm uh, Mark Palermo. Um, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, although now I spend my winters in Palm Springs, California. Um, been on the executive board of PLGC from uh, 1986 to 1992, and I'm with Mitzi Henderson and Jean McKenzie. I was one of the co-founders of the More Light Churches Network. Uh, we were asked to um, put together a structure, a framework, and officers for More Light Churches Network, uh, which was founded in 1992, and which operated uh, for seven years until it merged back with PLGC in 1999 to become More Light Presbyterians. Um, the focus of, of the More Light Churches Network was very different from PLGC. PLGC was working with individuals um, who were coming out and providing resources for them. And with the More Light Churches, we had been meeting in conferences since 1985. And the issues were different because we were looking at how do we become a resource uh, and a support for congregations who may be under judicial attack uh, for ordaining uh, elders and deacons 
and how to deal with uh, permanent judicial commissions and that sort of thing. So we, we looked at those issues and we, and we felt that an organization that was somewhat separate from PLGC uh, would be a good way to address that. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you.